0: In our consideration of the moral attributes of God, we have been dwelling upon the question, what do we know about the righteousness of God from the Bible? In the process of our thinking, we have seen that the righteousness of God has manifested itself in his establishing a court of final judgment. And there he purposes to bring to light all the hidden things of darkness and to truly evaluate the character of men. We are reading in the Psalms and we proceed further with the 96th Psalm and verses 10 through 13 where we read these words from the kind Word of God. Say among the heathen that the Lord reigneth, the world also shall be established that it shall not be moved. He shall judge the people righteously, Let the heavens rejoice, and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar, and the fullness thereof. Let the field be joyful and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and shall judge the world in righteousness, and the people with his truth. So God shall extend this judgment to the whole world of men. In the 97th psalm, verse 2, we read that righteousness and judgment are the habitation of His throne. In the 98th psalm and verse 9, we read that God will judge with perfect equity before the Lord. For He cometh to judge the earth with righteousness shall He judge the world and the people with equity. In the 103rd psalm and verse 6, we read The Lord executed righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. For the oppressed and the wrong, therefore, shall receive true and perfect justice. In the 119th Psalm, we read that God's judgments are upright because all of God's commandments are righteous and reasonable. We read in the 137th verse, Righteous art thou, O Lord, and upright are thy judgments. And the 172nd verse, My tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteousness. How good that God does not command man anything that's not for his good, nor anything that he is not able to fulfill. If God did this, he should surely not be righteous. But how different is the testimony of the word of God. How vividly Isaiah was given to see the Day of Judgment, when the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies under which men are living. Great precision will attend the evaluation of men's lives. Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Sion a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Judgment also will I lay to the line, and righteousness to the plummet. And the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies, and the waters shall overflow the hiding place. When sinners acknowledge the truth of God and repent of their sin, they are sweeping away by the grace of God the refuge of lies, and returning to live in all honesty and humiliation with the great God of righteousness and of mercy. In Jeremiah 11 and verse 20 we read, But O Lord of hosts, that judges righteously, that triest the reins and the heart, let me see thy vengeance on them, for unto thee have I revealed my cause. The prophet was in great oppression, and he committed his cause to God, who would expose all deceitfulness and wickedness of those that persecuted him. And in chapter 12, verse 1, Righteous art thou, O Lord, when I plead with thee, let me talk with thee of thy judgments. Wherefore doth the way of the wicked prosper? Wherefore are all they happy that deal very treacherously? He saw that there was such complete injustice in the evil treatment of men who seemed to prosper in their wickedness that he felt that a judgment day was necessary to establish righteousness and even things out. And in the 23rd chapter of Jeremiah, and verses 5 and 6, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days Judas shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name, whereby he shall be called the Lord our Righteousness. So the prophet Jeremiah was given to see the glorious coming of Christ, When he would execute the much-needed judgment and establish justice among men in the New Testament we read in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 36 that the judgment of God should extend even to the idle words that men speak but I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment how astonished must the Lord's hearers have been when he declared that God's judgment day would expose not only the more flagrant evils but would extend to every idle word. In Mark chapter 14 and verse 62 we read about the most unjust trial that Christ endured and there he declared his great position, his power, and his authority. And Jesus said, I am And ye shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven." But previously, in John chapter 5 and verses 22 and 27 and 30, our Lord Jesus had declared himself to be the future Judge of all men. Astonishing is it not that the Judge of all the earth should be mistreated? in the mere tribunal of men. There in John chapter 5 we read, For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son, and hath given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of man. I can of myself do nothing, as I hear I judge, and my judgment is just because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me." So our Lord Jesus was to be the judge of all men, as men were called to account before the great presence of the throne of God. In Matthew chapter 25 and verses 31 to 33, our Lord had also instructed his dear disciples concerning the judgment. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. In the sixteenth chapter of John our Lord had revealed that the Holy Spirit, would convey to men's hearts the certainty of the coming judgment day. And then we come to Acts chapter 17 where the Apostle Paul revealed in a most conclusive manner the certainty of the day of judgment which was guaranteed by the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. How sobering the thought and the time of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, in that he hath raised him from the dead. Then we come to Romans chapter two and verse sixteen, where this day is is going to expose the secrets of men made all the more guilty because of the very presence of the gospel of christ in that day when god shall judge the secrets of men by jesus christ according to my gospel and then in the second corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10 we read about the great judgment seat of christ when all must appear for we must all appear before the judgment seat of christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. The Lord Jesus will be the righteous judge, dispensing tender and happy rewards, as well as honest and reasonable punishment. We read in Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 8, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but to all them that love his appearing. Then in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27, we read these solemn words from the writer to the Hebrews, that God has made an appointment which all men must keep none shall be able to escape. For we read there, As it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. So then Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and to them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. In 2 Peter 2.4 we read about the judgment of God not only coming upon men, but a coming upon fallen angels who have departed from the ways of God. For if God spared not the angels that sin, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, and so forth, so evil angels who are moral beings shall also be judged. In the ninth verse we read, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. So men who have not repented and forsaken sin have a reservation held for them, a place in the day of judgment. In the third chapter and verse 7 we read that the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. So the Day of Judgment shall also see the destruction of the world by fire, we are told, which in recent decades, certainly of violent explosions, demonstrates the easy possibility of this. And if man has developed such explosives, how much more must be reserved in the power of God? In Jude chapter 6, we also have declared concerning the future judgment of evil angels, who have committed great sin before God. In the 14th and 15th verses we read, And Enoch also the seventh from heaven prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. So Enoch from the early annals of history prophesied of this judgment day which would convince the ungodly of all their abuse of God. And so several times in the book of Revelation we read about God's judgments being declared righteous and true. And then in the 20th chapter of the book of Revelation we read about the great white throne judgment in the following solemn word And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. How most solemn are these words! Our Heavenly Father, we thank Thee that the day of grace is still at hand, and that although the judgment is facing men for their sins, how we pray that many may repent, come to Jesus Christ by faith, find forgiveness and restoration and come to the point where they can enjoy thy perfect righteousness and love and mercy and not fear the judgment day because of their sins are forgiven. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.